Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. Joined in the studio this morning by our very special guest. It's uh, Dr. Natasha Riyad. Hey, welcome. welcome. Yeah. Uh, and she's a clinical psychologist with over 10 years of experience. She specializes in early childhood development, child and parent mental health and parenting. And Dr. Natasha is also a clinic manager at the James Cook University Singapore Psychology Clinic. And you also have your own private practice. So good morning, Dr. Natasha. Hi, good morning. It's nice to be here with you guys. Really good to have you with us, Dr. Natasha. Um, You're also going to talk to us today about co-regulation, a process in which a child and parent or caregiver work together to manage various emotions and responses. That's sort of the broad picture of it. So can you please expand on what co-regulation is all about? Well, co-regulation, I guess I'll start by talking about self-regulation. I think that's the one that people are most familiar with. Yeah. I think especially when parents are seeking help, they're always mentioning that, like, can my, ch- can my child work on their self-regulation? And then um, I guess I want to shine a spotlight on co-regulation because that's actually the thing that comes first. I think a lot of times you expect that sort of children can be independent and do their everyday tasks and have all those kinds of things, mm. but they need to be able to do that with somebody, so managing emotions, um, their impulses, sort of knowing when to stop a task and then continue or persevere with a task. They're still very young, their brains are still developing, so they need the co-part in co-regulation to have somebody who's connecting with them and helping them through their process, like a coach, you know? Oh my goodness. I just see so much of like my time with my three boys in what you're just saying three here. Three boys, <laughs> I need help. That's the that's the reaction we all have when she said when she talked to us. Three boys. Three boys. Yeah, I'm sure they're darlings though. Uh, yeah, the brain is still developing. You know, like you said. Yes. Uh, yes. So can you? T- <laughs> I'm just really excited about today's talk because I feel like this will give me what I need in order to like understand my kids better and help them through it. So um, how does it? Why is it important for children and teens? Um, it's important because everyone needs self-regulation to get through the day. You know, like it might have been easy to kind of wake up this morning and then go. Actually, I'm kind of really tired. I'm going to, you know, text Joel or text Shazad and be like, oh, maybe I can't make it. Um, but part, no, that would never happen because I have self-regulation. So self-regulation is the process of managing your emotions and your behavior. Yeah, everything actually. So self-regulation is so big. It doesn't just encompass like what psychologists may necessarily do, like occupational therapists as well. They work with um, children to sort of manage their occupation of, you know, being a child and being a student so it has things like your attention span you know your activity levels Um, but I guess from a clinical psychologist my focus when I mention co-regulation is really emotions because they're at the really like the heart and what's really difficult to manage because children are essentially like they're like storms like a thunderstorm but like in a very <laughs> small contained body you know yeah. like have you watched I mean clearly you got, you the, the mother three of three can clearly empathize with this <laughs> that's a very rocking. vivid analogy I love that in my chair <laughs> yeah they're like tornadoes that you're trying to contain right? yeah it reminds me of the Tasmanian devil you know he just spins I, around I don't even bother <laughs> trying to contain <laughs> I just that's get swept great. up in it and then I just cry <laughs> oh. and me 
That's why I was really looking forward to you coming in today. Can't stress that enough. Yes. Yeah, so they, they kind of need that core regulation so that they can mm. later on go into self-regulation, which actually comes much later. So it's, it's a whole process. It's not like I'm, I'm, I learn it today and then tomorrow I'm self-regulated. It's really like a lifelong process. I think oh. all of us are still regulating ourselves. Because hopefully at some point we were either co-regulated by somebody or we had to pick up those skills ourselves. But I guess situations in life change. Who mm. you encounter changes. You know, mm. the fact that I have my kids now, that's also different. So I, I feel like it's a learning process constantly, right? About it even is. for myself to regulate myself. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like a tool that these, mm. you know, we're, we're equipping them with our kids, right? Giving them tools to manage their emotions and their behaviours? Yes, I... I think yes, that's one way of looking at it. So if you I guess if we look at co-regulation, part of it is that we want to teach our kids something, right? Whether it's to manage their emotions or their stress. But actually the first part is self-regulation for parents. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> that is why I work a lot with parents because mm. it's not enough for the kid to come and, you know, we talk about the things that they have to do. Okay, step one, step two, step three. Actually the first step is parents, I say. If you're interested in self-regulation for your child, it has to start with you. Mm. And sometimes it's a very easy conversation to have and sometimes it can be a bit startling. Okay. Um, which is okay. I, I can imagine that because the kid's taking the... The kid's taking the cue from the parent, so yeah. mm. it comes from the parent first. All right. We'll talk about mo- we'll talk more about self-regulation as individuals, as adults and parents, and also how we practice co-regulation at home. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Natasha, for joining us here today. If you're tuned in this morning, join us. We're live on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1FM91.3. You can send us your questions via comment or even WhatsApp us, 8855-0913. Back with more of Dr. Natasha in just a bit. I really appreciate that you, you know, you, you state really clearly that, hey, parents, you don't always have to have it, get it right. You know, there are some days where you lose it and we're all human. And and you were talking with us on Facebook about the first dot, second dot mm-hmm. and uh, dealing with our kids. Can you once again bring us through all that? Yeah, so so I think when you guys were asking also about how do I practice co-regulation and, you know, we talked about how I messed up many times, surely. But I think yesterday I had a good example of being co-regulated because I was just in sort of that space of I had a nice day and, you know, I was relaxed and I was like, yes, it's my time to shine because it was coming to like bedtime. And, you know, bedtime is like such a... Traumatic? Oh, sorry. Uh. Yeah, you know, ex- yeah, I don't want to say that, but I'm glad you brought that up because all the fun ends, right? Yes. It's like to them, it's like... You are like their prison warden. Why? And then you're like lights out. Why are you why are you ending my fun? Yes, yeah, like yeah. why are you destroying my Correct. freedom and cramping my style? Yes. <laughs> exactly. So um, you know, my little girl, she's five and and she started having really big feelings about it and expressing Ooh. herself. And <laughs> I'm sure I hope all of you have heard at some point oh, your children yeah. just saying things like, you know, I hate you or no one loves me Ooh. and you know, things like that. And the first thought would be how can you know? How can you say something like that? Like I love you so much, and you know I'm trying to be a good parent so that we have this good bedtimes. And first thought, right? Just oh, were like, you yes. not there at Bouncy Castle? Were you not there? <laughs> yeah. So that's first thought, and part of it is um, something that I talk to parents about is trying an observer's perspective because sometimes we're so in it, right? Mm. We're like me, my feelings, you, your feelings, and uh. an observer perspective ha- helps us to kind of step out of our bodies, almost like have an out of, a different kind of out of body experience. <laughs> I get what you mean. Yeah, mm. we step out and then we kind of go, okay, what's my second thought going to be? Because the second thought I can control. My first thought mm. I can't, it just, 
right? Yes, yes. It just comes in, and yeah. that's fine. We all have different kinds of first thoughts. Yeah. So, second thought I can control. So that's where we kind of step in, and mm. I go, "What does my child need from me?" Uh, because sometimes our first thought is like, "What do you want? You know, what do you want from me? Yeah. You, know, like, you know, you know, all that." How but could you? How could you? Yeah. Exactly. So we sort of go, "What does my child need from me right now?" Yeah, and she needs point. me to sort of be with her in this moment. So we call it like. Um, I guess like being there with mm. them in that process. Okay. You know, I heard you say like you get swept up in it. And we co-regulation is sort of like getting swept up together in a contained way. You know? Is that possible? It so is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's empathy, isn't it? It's a lot of empathy. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's also very forgiving for the parent. You know, mm. we all have that initial thought where, where we too are dealing with our emotions and yes. frustrations. And to have that second thought is like giving me a second chance. Like, hang on, I'm the adult yeah. here. Yeah. I can I can have a part two, a take two. Whereas yeah. the kid isn't always going to be able to think that way, right? No. Yeah. So that's, I think you describe like co-regulation in a nutshell, you know, that we have to self-regulate because we know we've got this small person in front of us that's not going to be able to do it, but will one day be able to do it because yes. we've started the process of okay. co-regulation. Yeah. I just want to bring up a message we've got from Shireen, who says, really interesting uh, topic today and uh, co-regulation for parents. Uh, just over the weekend, my hubby and I sang, big girls don't cry when my second granddaughter, who's almost three, was crying over something. Then my daughter-in-law kind of corrected us by saying to the little kiddo, it's okay for big girls to cry when they're sad. So my hubby and I Aww. then understood where my daughter-in-law was coming from. She was co-regulating with the little girl. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful story. And I hope to hear like more and more of it as we really talk about how emotions uh, play. Actually, emotions have functions. Yeah. I think we don't think about that so much. But when you're sad, you have it's, be, it's for a reason. And so... I'm, that's a wonderful story. Mm. Is there a fine line between co-regulation and allowing the child to sort of deal with a situation in order to like foster independence? Yes. I think sometimes the line is not too obvious, even for someone mm. like myself. I remember when my boy was around five mm. and I was at the playground and I was like wanting to co-regulate. There was nothing to co-regulate actually. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just want to shine all the time, no. Um, and so he was like playing with his uh, classmate, and they were at the playground, and I was there, and I was like, you know, interpreting the interpreting things, and um, um, saying, okay, like, yes, this is what your friend said, and this is what you can do. And then at some point, the girl turns to me, like his friend, and she goes, "Can you give us some peace?" Oh. And, okay. and then I thought, Whoa. I can totally do that. Yes, I will give, give you peace. Give us some space, man. Yeah, give us some space. Second thought, second thought. <laughs> but how did you feel getting told? I, I was fine with it. I think because at that moment, I was like, okay, awareness, like like stepping back from having that observer. It's quite mature that's, of a kid, that's though. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. A kid saying, give us some space. Yes, yeah. wow. exactly. So they can be little tornadoes, but they can, they are also so bright and they're teaching us things yeah. all the time. And I was like, that's exactly right. She so, was practicing self-regulation that she kid. was. Yes. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that the fine line is being observant and kind of... Um, I think developing a noticing skill, like observing and then seeing that, hey, actually my child is is has learned some of the skills that I've sort of imparted. They can have a nice conversation together. They can manage conflicts. You know, I don't have to be around and like hover and watch their conflicts and step in. Um, I think 
in terms of being independent, I think children are still not there yet with like big emotions. So that's definitely a time you want to step in. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting thoughts. What a wonderful conversation we're having with Dr. Natasha Riyad here this morning talking about co-regulation, self-regulation. You know, what are some of the challenges that you face as a parent? You can get in touch with us via WhatsApp, 8855-0913. I love what you pointed out on Facebook Live about how it's important to not just identify emotions for your child because you're still trying to understand these big feelings, but also the sensations. I, I never, I don't think I've ever done that with my kids. Can you tell us a little bit more about yeah. that? Yeah. So when we look at steps of like how to understand emotions, you, I think you can think about it as like names. So like they're just words that describe something and yeah. what they're describing is actually sensations and urges. Mm. So you will definitely feel sensations in your body, heart rate going up, face feeling hot, shaking, tearing, right? And then urges are very important because urges are also natural because they're sort of evolutionary in that aspect, right? Like if I see danger, Mm. my body's going to immediately, like my heart rate's going to go up and they're like, run. Mm. Like it needs to prime me. And so children feel all of that, but in their tiny bodies with their developing brains Mm. and they're like, what is happening? Mm. You know, like they could go to school on first day and just be like, why why is my heart like racing i don't even know Uh, so part of our job is kind of saying well when you're trying something new for the first time these are the common sensations you'll find in your body Mm. but the more you do it like the more you uh, go to school every day and you know in a supporting and nurturing environment like that thing is going to start going down it's almost like you're teaching your body like you're having a conversation with your body that's like hey we're trying something new today and so obviously your heart rate is going to go up I love that. It's so reassuring uh, of an approach because sometimes you just don't know where it's going to start or where it's going to end, especially as a kid, right? You're like, oh, this is going to be my everyday from now on. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that reassurance coming from a parent definitely will help them, you know, process that, allay their fears for the future. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I want to ask, like, you know, co-regulation, it might sound like a really foreign thing, especially, you know, to the generations like, for me, myself, I was brought up in a very strict household. There was no discussion about the sensations you're feeling or, <laughs> or the names of these big feelings. You know, So parents from that generation might find it difficult to sort of express themselves openly to their kids, which is an important factor in co-regulating, right? So yeah. what can they do about that? Yeah, I think... I think we're all coming from, you know, being parented in that generation <laughs> of like, don't feel. Yeah. And so now yeah. we're coming into like a feel your feelings kind yeah. of vibe, right? So, you know, I and I want to shout out to Gen Z, like, thanks for that because they're very good at like, no, you will hear what I have to say and you will validate my feelings and I really like that. So, you know, Gen Z, yay. Um, I, no, I really, I do, I work with youths and I'm in awe of them all the time. Of the way they can express themselves like that. Yes. Like and, that little girl. Yeah, and like they demand that kind of like, no, you will hear out yeah. what yeah. I have to say. So, good. I think part of connecting with parents who have been parented in a certain way is that I can see how not feeling feelings was good for that for that generation of parents because you have to sort of push things aside to provide for your family, to get the job done, put a you know, roof over your head and you're just like that's how they saw how it was just to, the zeitgeist of that time, you yes. know. That was the and so we're moving thought. exactly. Mm. So I, you know, is there's no blame at all. Yeah. Generations move. We have to move with the generation. Yeah. So mm. now we've got new generations. Like my kids are Gen Alpha. You know, I can't. Gen Alpha. 
Yeah. Okay, I so know that. Right. we, I have to move with the times. I can't sort of bring back these mm. things from the past and mm. then try to. We have to innovate. We have to keep being different in some ways. So, I think. But something that connects all of us as parents is that we want. Um, well, well, we want the best for our children. But in talking to parents mm-hmm. um, about this, I'll say, you know, when you have a child, like, what is it that you hope? What are your hopes and dreams for the child? And it's always the same. It's always that they can take care of themselves, mm-hmm. that they can be independent. And so parents are actually very worried. So I, you know, I want them to talk about their worries. So a lot of their behaviors are coming from first thoughts. Of worries yeah. I'm so worried for my child How are they going to Take care of themselves And how are they going to Like you know If they can't pay attention In the classroom Then it's, it's over It's over you know So it's coming from A place of worry <laughs> And I like to give parents That space to Let's talk about those worries And mm. let's talk about How those worries Are influencing Maybe some of the Decisions you're making Based off of first thoughts yeah, because these parents may not have had co-regulation in their lives and yeah. now they're still kind of learning o- how to self-regulate certainly didn't have as that, an right? adult still. Yeah. I'm so glad that someone like you is around to help us adults. I feel like you should be in the workplace as well, Dr. <laughs> Natasha. You know, because yeah, I, I think this whole vernacular is now uh, becoming getting more awareness and getting momentum and that's yeah. something that we should be talking about. And have a do it at the workplace. You will hear how, how I feel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Dr. Natasha, Thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you? Find out more about your work. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have a website, so you can go to um, Dr. Natasha Riyad. That's D R N A T A S H A R I A R D dot com, and they can contact me. All my details are there. Wow. And uh, we also just reminding everyone that in November we're going to have a special series as well with Dr. Natasha Yay! on uh, special needs and, and parenting in that aspect. Uh, of course, um, we we've started that uh, a few weeks ago, and we want to continue that as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Natasha. Thank you for having me. I had fun. Yay. Yeah, it was really good. Really good to hear we about learned co-regulation. A lot. We've learned a lot. Lovey, today, we, today. Call, we do our thing. Second thoughts. Second <laughs> thoughts <laughs> only. Second thoughts Second on being a mom. The Bright Side with Carol, Lavinia, and Shazad. Every weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m. on 1FM 91.3.